And so I want to continue on with our series called Up and Over. Some of the ups that we've looked at thus far is to buckle up. And then we talked about looking up. Amen. And then we talked about lifting up his praises. Now this morning, I want to talk to you while on being prayed up. And I've got a book with me today by Brother Kenneth E. Hagen. If you've not yet gotten this book or read this book, this is a handbook on how to pray. It's called The Art of Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagen. Just a great book. You should have it in your library and read it on a regular basis. Read it on a consistent basis, and it will encourage your heart to stay prayed up. You know, one thing about it is God never intended for prayer to be complex. Now, prayer is simply communion with God. You know, in John 15, in verse 4, in the Amplified Version, it says this, Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. And live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without adding, uh, without uh, abiding in or being vitally united to the vine, no more can you bear fruit except you abide in me. So this place of prayer, it's a place of communion. It's a place of vitality. It's a place of being vitally united to the vine. The word vital means essential to life. Prayer is absolutely essential for living today. The more prayed up you are, the, the, the better life will be. The more prayed up we are, the brighter our life will be. The more prayed up we are, the stronger in our spirit we will be. Because it is, according to Proverbs 18:14, the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in infirmity or in a time of need or in a time where circumstances uh, come to us to weaken our lives. So we are called in this day, in this hour, to stay prayed up. Now I want you to notice what Jesus said in John 15 and verse 7. He said, if, now that's a conditional promise. He said, if you abide in me, in other words, if you live in me and live for me, and my words abide or live in you, you shall ask what you will, and what will happen? It shall be done unto you. So we see two conditions for a fruitful prayer life. Number one, living in him, living for him, and letting his word dwell richly in our spirit. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So as we let his word dwell in us richly, then we can pray his word. And as I said earlier, we do not want to make prayer too complex. And he says, well, I don't have much of a prayer life. Well, do you have a Bible? Now, if you have a Bible, all you need to do is open it up and find some good psalms or find some good scriptures and simply pray the word. For example, one of my favorite things to pray over you and over my life is found in Colossians chapter 1. And if you have your Bible, you can look at that in Colossians, the first chapter, in verses 9 and verse 11. And you can personalize prayer. You can stay prayed up by praying this word. For this cause, Paul said, 
since the day we heard it, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire that I, now personalize it, I may be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, that I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, that I may be fruitful in every good work, and may in my life increase in the knowledge of God. May I be strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. You can literally take the word and pray it. You can take the 91st Psalm and pray it. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord that you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and you I trust. And surely you will deliver me, you will deliver my family from the noisome pestilence. No evil is going to befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. You see, personalize the scriptures. That's one way that you can stay prayed up, and it's another way of releasing your faith. You see, as we're praying up, we're speaking up. And we're declaring what the promises of God say about our lives. How about this one, Psalm 23? Come on, somebody. Let's go ahead and pray this together. Pray it with me like this. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He restores my soul. He's leading me and guiding me. And even though I'm walking through some tough times, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. My cup is running over, and surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. And I'm going to live in the house of the Lord oh I'm going to live forever <laughs> glory to God Woo! praise the Lord so I want to encourage you just simply to pray the word you see when you're staying prayed up like that you're not only reminding yourself of the promises of God what belongs to you and what you have in Christ but also you're putting God in remembrance. Now, it's not that God has a bad memory, but He likes it when you and I remind Him of what He said. Now, for example, you know, if there's a, a, a battle going on in your physical body, there's sickness and disease being arrayed against you, just find some scriptures and pray those scriptures over your body. For example, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I see in your word that Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And Lord, what you took, I refuse to take. And what you bore, I refuse to bear. I see in your word that by your stripes, I was healed. I declare if I was healed, I am healed. And if I am healed, I is healed. I just simply remind you of what you said. And I believe that I receive my healing from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You said it. I believe it. And that settles it. I'm going to walk in my redemption. I'm going to walk in my deliverance. I'm going to walk in my freedom. Now, folks, anybody can do that. 
We can all do that on a consistent basis. And it enables us to stay prayed up. It encourages us in our spiritual life. But it also poises us and postures us to go be a blessing to other people because I've discovered this, that built-up people will be able to build others up. Amen. Say with me, I'm a built-up person, and I'm about to go build someone else up. Prayed up, prayed up, prayed up, worded up, speaking up, building up. Amen. Prayer changes things. Prayer will change your disposition. It'll change your position. It'll change your family. It'll change your relationships. Prayer will change your finances. Prayer changes things. And there are some things in our lives that need to be changed. And Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty four. He said, What things soever you desire when you pray? Easy. Every no everyone knows what they desire. So what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Believing you shall receive them is simply taking what Jesus has already bought and paid for you. Your part is to believe you receive them. His part is to see that you have them. Woo, hallelujah. Dan Hagen says, Faith always ends with the glad confession. It's mine. I have it now. Oh, come on, let's say it real strong together today. It's mine. I have it now. One more time. It's mine. Woo-hoo! Glory. Let's get prayed up. Let's stay prayed up. Here's what we know about prayer. Prayer is an invitation to call on Him. In Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter... And I'm going to look at this in the Amplified Version. And it says in verse 3, he says, Call to me, and if I'm not too busy, I'll think about answering you. No, no, he didn't say that. He never, he's never too busy for his kids. He says, Call unto me, and I will answer him. And I will show him great and mighty things. I will show him things that have been fenced in, things that have been hidden, things that you have not yet distinguished or recognized. You see, what prayer does, it invites you to call unto him, and when you call unto him, it gives you access to what's hidden to your mind. The way that you access the direction that you need is by staying prayed up and praying on a regular basis. You see, the Spirit of the Lord lives on the inside of us, and He is committed to show us things to come. He is committed to disclose, to reveal, and show us what we need to know. Call unto Him. Call unto Him. Call upon the name of the Lord. Lift up your voice. Call unto Him, and He will answer you. And He'll give you the direction you need. He'll lead you by His Spirit. And all that is required for us is to call on Him. Woo! Call unto Him. And then here's what else prayer will do in staying prayed up. The Lord spoke to me, oh, a few months ago, and He said this in my spirit.
train in the Spirit will edify, build you up, cause you to make progress, and keep you in the love of God, enable you to be a blessing. In Jeremiah, I mean Jude verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, we are His beloved. Build yourselves up. That's another way of saying stay prayed up. On your most holy faith, make progress. God is a God of progress. God is a God of increase. He is not a God of decrease. And as we pray in the Spirit, as we stay prayed up, we will make progress. We will rise like an edifice higher and higher as we pray in the Holy Ghost. Something beautiful happens when we get into the presence of God. We become more aware of His presence than the presence of our enemies. We become more aware of the love of God than all of the strife and all of the confusion that is in this world. When we pray in the Spirit, we will be able to keep ourselves in the love walk. How many of you know we're commanded to walk in love? But have you discovered you cannot walk in the love by your own effort or by your own strength? But oh, thank God the love of God has been shed abroad in a heart by the Holy Ghost. And the more prayed up you are, the more stirred up you are, and you will be able to stir up the love on the inside of you. Whoo, say it with me as I pray. The love of God flows through me. Here's what else we know about prayer. Prayer will literally keep us from fainting. Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, And Jesus told them a parable to the effect that men ought always to pray and not to turn coward, not to be faint, to lose heart, or to give up. Now let's be honest about it. How many of you during this pandemic have been tempted to throw your hands up and scream? Maybe lose a little heart. Maybe even give up. But the more prayed up we are, we'll never give up. And there will be no more fainting and there will be no fear as you and I live in His presence and draw near to Him. Here's what the Bible says. Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, pray without ceasing. That's just another way of saying, stay prayed up. Now, obviously, we don't pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, part of the time we're sleeping. Part of the time and a lot of the time we're eating. <laughs> Nobody's opposed to having a good meal, right? Just make sure you sanctify it through prayer. <laughs> Amen. Part of the time, we're working. What Paul is addressing here is prayer is a way of life. Prayer is a lifestyle. And so what we are encouraging ourselves in, staying prayed up. George Miller said this. He said, I live in the spirit of prayer. As I walk about, when I lie down, and when I rise up, 
the answers are always coming. Staying prayed up is a way of walking in the Spirit. And he said, the answers are always coming. Smith Wigglesworth, that great apostle of faith, said this. He says, I never pray more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never go 20 minutes without praying. Hallelujah. And then prayer is an invitation for God to do great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. What else would a great and mighty God desire to do than great and mighty things? And so prayer is our, in, our invitation to a God that is more than willing to do great and mighty things to just pour out His Spirit in a fresh and in a mighty way. Now listen to this statement. You've heard it before. John Wesley said this. He says, It seems as if God is limited by our prayer life. That He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks Him to. So you and I ought to be good askers. We ought to be letting our petitions be known unto God on a regular basis. Prayer and being prayed up is God's plan for His house. I want to remind you of what Jesus said in Mark 11 and verse 17. And He taught them and said unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. My house of all nations shall be called the house of prayer. You see, the house where he's taken up residency ought to be a house of prayer. The church ought to be a house of prayer. I believe right now that in the body of Christ there is a greater unction on the body of Christ now to pray as never before. I believe there is an intense call to prayer, calling all prayers. There's an unction on this church to pray. This is a praying church. This is a word church. This is a Holy Ghost church. But we'll never have the freedom in the Word and the freedom of the move of the Spirit unless we pray. It's an invitation for God to do some awesome things. How many of you would just know in your spirit that we've got a world to touch? We've got a city to reach. And for us to reach the city and for us to have a great impact on the Bay Area, it takes the wind of God. It takes the touch of God. It takes prayer. I believe this with all of my heart. In spite of the pandemic, in spite of all the political and the social unrest, I believe that something's coming. And I believe that something that is coming, glory to God, is the very glory of God. It's beyond what we've ever seen before. It's beyond what we've ever known before. I'm telling you, there's a bright cloud of God's presence on the horizon of time and it's close and prayer will prepare us look at your neighbor and say prayer 
will prepare us. See, there are things that will never be accomplished unless the church prays corporately. Corporate prayer is so important. Now, I know it's a little difficult to jump on Facebook at 12 noon, but you can watch Prayer Encounter all day long. I am calling the prayers at Heart of the Bay to come together in this day, in this hour. And let us pray up. And let us speak up. And let us believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Glory to God. Come on, let's shout amen. Here's what Jesus said. He said, My house shall be called the house of prayer. And He said this after this happened. But you've made it a den of thieves. You see, he cast out all the money changers. He moved them out of the temple. And immediately what happened when they were chased out of the temple, the blind and the lame came, and God healed them. Hallelujah. You see, if we will pray, God will send the rain. Lift up one of your hands toward heaven and say, Heavenly Father, we pray corporately right now. And we ask you, sir, for great rain in the time of the latter rain. We ask you, Father, for a great outpouring of your Spirit right here in our church, right here in the Bay Area. We ask you, Lord, for your rain to fall in the state of California and in the USA. We thank you, Lord, for rain in the time of the latter rain. Hallelujah. Here's our heart. Habakkuk prayed this many years ago, and I'm going to read it from the message. He said, Oh God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you. And he says, And I'm stopped in my tracks. How many of you have heard of some of the great things that the Lord has done in the past? Say it with me. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, do it again, do it again. He said, I'm stopped in my tracks. I'm down on my knees. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us what you worked among them. And as you bring judgment, as surely you must. How many of you know there's some judgment that's going to take place? We're not happy about that. But he says in here, as surely as you bring judgment, as surely you must, remember mercy. So as you and I stand in the gap for our nation, as we stand in the gap for California, as we stand in the gap, between the living and the dead. Our prayer is for mercy. Now let's all lift up our hands and do that right now. Say with me, Heavenly Father, we ask you for a great, great mercy. May your mercy hover over our nation. May your mercy hover over our state. Have mercy, O God. We pray in Jesus' name.
Romans 13 says this, And that knowing the time, that it is now high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day of the Lord is at hand. Let us who are of the light cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You see, the church in this day, in this hour, we are to live in a place of prayer and we are to watch and pray. We are to watch and pray. The word watch there means to be active. It means to be alert. How many of you know that the opposite of being alert is being asleep? Now, if we had some security guards to watch over our property, and if we did, we don't, but if we paid them $1,000 a night, and we had someone come and check and see if they were doing their job, and we had two of them, and we couldn't see them because they were laid down in the back seat totally asleep. That is not the kind of security guard we'd want at Heart of the Bay. And as watchmen, and as watchwomen on the wall, come on somebody, we are not to be asleep at the wheel. We are not to rely on someone else to do our praying. We are to stay prayed up. We are to watch and pray. We are to guard with seriousness the very land that God has given us. The very nation that he has given us. Everyone shout, I'm going to watch and pray. This thought came to me last week. You and I are a chosen generation. We are a holy nation. And as such, we should be praying for our nation. As holy as a part of the holy nation, we can affect this natural nation. Why? Because we have heaven's resources and we can pray prayer like prayers like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my nation. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, he says, I exhort that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Where in the word does it say complain and moan? No, but the word says pray. And unless you're prayed up, you will lean to moaning and groaning. Prayed up people don't complain. Prayed up people prophesy. Prayed up people prophesy and they declare things over the land they declare things over the nation and the bible says this that this is good and this is acceptable and well pleasing to god why because he wants every man to be saved he wants every man to come to the knowledge of the truth he wants every man to know what you know not just to be saved, but to get the word in them and to be free from anything and everything that would bind. Folks, when there's disruption in the land, when there's strife in the land, it hinders the gospel. See, the word of God should have free course. 
and the body of Christ should be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men, wicked and unreasonable laws, things that would hold us down and hold us back. We must fight for freedom in our land. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but about 90% of the the money that goes into missions around the world come from the United States of America. It comes right from the USA. And if we are hindered in our religious liberty, if we are held back and held down in that regard, then that can hinder the Word of God from going forward. And as Christians, we must take our place. We must call upon the God of all grace and stand up and pray up and speak up and declare the will of God to be done in our nation. See, God promised to do great things for our land if we'll follow His instructions. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to stay prayed up. So what do we do? What do we do? We need to pray for the wisdom of God for our leaders. I'm going to say it again. We need to pray for the wisdom of God for our leaders. Whether the donkey or the elephant, we need to pray for them. And here's what this would sound like. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's pray this together. Say it with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today that you will give our leaders, our political leaders, skillful and godly wisdom. We pray that it enters into their heart. We pray that discretion will watch over them that understanding will keep them and that you will deliver them from any evil scheme or any plan of the enemy. We believe that in Jesus' name. And we pray that they will not be influenced by wrong spirits or by popular opinion. We pray Your will be done in our leaders in Jesus' name. For those that are not saved, we pray for their deliverance. We pray for their salvation. We bind up any principality or power, anything that would hold them back. We take authority over darkness and over blindness and we claim them for Christ. Oh, let's lift our hands and thank Him right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Here's what the Word says. This is our part. Is this okay for you today? This is our part. This is God's plan for us. We can't do it all, but we can take very seriously what our part is. Our part is to stay prayed up. Now in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, I want you to look at that. 2 Chronicles 7 
14. Notice this. He said, if my people, who are his people? I said, who are his people? His people are that chosen generation. His people are that holy nation. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble their neighbor. Sometimes we look around and say, oh, man, that guy's got a ton of pride. They need to humble themselves. Hey. No, the Bible says we need to humble ourselves. What happens when you humble yourself? And what does it mean to humble yourself? What it simply means is this, is to submit to God and to his word and to his plan for your life. And he said this, if you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he will exalt you in due time. How many of you are really, really excited about being exalted? You know what comes first? Humbling yourself. If God is going to exalt this nation, if God's plan is going to be accomplished fully for this nation, the people of God must humble themselves. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and do what? Come on, you can do better than that. And do what? And pray. And pray. And seek my face. Now look at this. And turn from their wicked ways. Somebody said, can a believer have wicked ways in their lives? Absolutely they can. Wicked comes from the word wicker. And it means twisted. As born-again believers, if a person's mind is not renewed, they can have twisted thinking. And twisted thinking brings twisted believing. And twisted believing brings twisted speaking. And twisted prayers. You and I cannot pray effectively from a contaminated spirit. Well, I'm going to say that again. I said, you and I cannot pray effectively with a contaminated spirit. It would be better for us to, to shut our mouths and not pray at all than to spew out a bunch of stuff, fear, doubt, and unbelief, and strife, thinking we're praying in the name of the Lord. No, that's not praying in the name of the Lord. That's praying from the lust of the flesh. And the Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What is needed in the body of Christ today is spirit-directed, spirit-anointed prayer. And so if we'll humble ourselves, and if we'll pray, and we'll come boldly to the throne of grace and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways, anything that's not right in our lives, we must reject. But we need to take it a step further and not only reject it, but repent of it. Oh, I'm preaching real good right now. And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear woo, from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. 
Come on, somebody. And I will heal their land. I will heal their land. I will break down the racial divide. I will break down the social unrest. I will break down the strife that the enemy has planted. I will heal their land. Come on, somebody. He will heal our land. As we pray, as we seek His face, as we turn from our wicked ways, as we humble ourselves, whoo, glory to God, there's going to be a healing in the land. And when there's a healing in the land, the healer will rise with healing in his wings. The Son of Righteousness shall arise, and the glory of the Lord shall fall, and signs and wonders and miracles shall take place as never before. So take your place, saith the Lord. Take your place in prayer. Yea, stay prayed up. Do your part and watch what I will do, for I will do my part. I'm waiting for my church to arise. So arise, church, as the temple of the Holy Ghost and lift up your voice corporately and just watch and see what I will do in your nation and watch and see what I will do in the church worldwide. Come on, let's lift our hands. Woo, glory to God. Through prayer, you can change the course you're on individually. Through prayer, you can see a change in your kidneys. Through prayer, you can see a change in your pancreas. Through prayer, you can see a change in your sleep at night. Through prayer, all things are possible. To him that will believe. To him that will receive. There is no good thing that our Father will withhold from us as we walk uprightly and as we walk in the spirit of prayer. Hallelujah! Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Come on, sweetie. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Healing is the result. Through prayer. We can change the course of our lives and we can change the course of our nation. God is saying today, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But he said, I didn't find any. But he can't say that today because we've got well over 100 people that are saying yes to God. I'll be that man. If you're going to be that man, you're going to be that woman that will stand in the gap. Stand up right now. Glory to God. If you'll pray, stand up. Stand up for Jesus. And say, I'm going to stay prayed up in the name of the Lord. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Let's just lift up our voice a little bit more right now. Let's just pray. Lord, we do what we have heard today. 
We offer our supply. We pray over our nation. There's a lingrisata. Oh, there's an unction right now. Let's just settle down on that. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead and pray in the Spirit, for that is praying the perfect will of the Father. If you don't, go ahead out of your body, my Shandra, with your known voice, with your known tongue. Begin to speak the word of God over our nation. We speak peace. We speak peace to our nation. Oh, We say, calm down, calm down, calm down. All of the turbulence, all of the disturbance. Oh, let there be a peace. Let there be a calming. And right now we see. We take our authority, our God-given authority. We We're the ones. We're the ones. We're the ones that determine how things are going to go in our nation. It is not up to the politicians. It's up to the church. It's up to the body of Christ to lift our voice and and use our authority. We take authority over these assignments from the very pit of hell to bring division, to bring hatred, to bring strife, oh, to bring destruction into our land. We know this is not man's doing. This is an assignment from the devil himself. And we take authority over this wicked assignment. And we say it shall not prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. And we as believers, we do humble ourselves. And we say we repent. We repent for letting the devil have so many strongholds in our land. But as as we have repented, now we are expecting a turnaround. A turnaround, a turnaround, a turnaround. We are expecting divine supernatural intervention in the course of our nation. Our nation has been on the wrong course, but there's a turnaround happening. And when my shongre Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's going to go God's way. It's going to go God's way. It's going to go God's way. Oh, there might be some dark days, but we know how it's going to end. It's going to go God's way. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now let's do this again. All I see is victory. Ha, 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 ha. In the name of Jesus, amen.